Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 72. Hey, Richers, I'm so happy you are here. We have a great show for you today. But before I jump into today's episode, I would like to invite you to visit us at richormiss.com and choose your free online course about how to create the best name and logo for your product or business and the free guides, go-to-market for investors or the seven elements for entrepreneurial marketing success. The Rich or Mist podcast is all about being a customer-focused entrepreneur. One and a half years ago, I decided to create this podcast after I realized that most entrepreneurs failed because they didn't understand what I call the magic of marketing. And as I always say, marketing is magic. However, this magic has clear rules and steps. And it's all about being able to look at the market from the eye view of your potential customers. Entrepreneurs fail for two reasons both of which are part of not finding your biggest opportunity in the market. One, they didn't find their most potential customers, those who will be the initial and secondary audience to adapt the new product. Two, they didn't manage to clearly define their new, unfamiliar product. Let's face it, this is a huge challenge. Among the 120 startups and entrepreneurs we worked with over the last 10 years, only in one company did the two founders define their product in the same way, with the same words. Most entrepreneurs tell a different story than their colleagues, and even from day to day. My guests in the Rich or Mist podcast are successful entrepreneurs and opinion leaders. I ask them about how they managed to find who their most potential customers are and how it led them to reach their success. The issue of choosing the customers that are most likely to adopt, use, and pay for your product is one of the most important aspects of business success. In today's show, I've chosen to focus on some of the most important issues my guests talk about while answering the question about who are your customers and how did you figure out that these are the best customers for you. My first guest is Lance Curler. For me, Lance is one of the best examples of how entrepreneurs succeed by focusing on their most potential customers and how listening to them led Lance to a very successful pivot. Lance Schooler, the Savvy Navigator, has been involved in international trade and transport for 50 years. In 2008, Lance started receiving invitations from students in his export and import classes to connect with them on both Facebook and LinkedIn. 
Over the last nine years, he has developed and expanded his social media networks exponentially, especially LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and Bibi, and those of a selected group of clients in a variety of sectors, both locally and globally. The results have been significant. Lance is now in the process of doing a 180-degree business pivot, refocusing away from social media consulting back to what he does best, international trade and transport training. He is soon to launch an online course, Import-Export Made Easy, in video and audio, as well as the Import-Export Made Easy podcast. Back in uh, 2009, I got very involved in social media marketing. Yeah. Um, I might talk about that a bit later. We'll see how we go. But I got very involved in that. I w- had been running a course on importing and exporting since 97. Yeah. 1997. But I, I was getting uh, invitations from some of my students at my import-export course, inviting me to connect with them. This was in 2008. Uh, to do... To connect with them on either Facebook or LinkedIn yeah and at the early stages of that I thought what is this I don't <laughs> really want to know about that and then I I googled um, how to use Facebook and how to use LinkedIn for business I wasn't not interested in just socially connecting with people it had to be a business sure. result from it once I googled that and I found oh I should get into this uh, so I Since then I really uh, I could see the potential particularly as we just mentioned Australia is fairly isolated from the rest of the world and the internet has changed that because and and social media in particular well let me tell you a story that um, in early January 2009 I found a guy on Twitter and I'd only been using using Twitter effectively for a, a week or so yeah <laughs> and this guy was in Ro- Romania. Yeah. Uh, I think his name was Torful from memory. And he'd only been on Twitter a short time too, by the looks of it, as I had. But I, his latest tweet was, I'm looking for a copywriter for a job. So I sent him a direct message on Twitter saying, what's the job? And he came back and says, I need a bio for a blog. Oh. And I, I went back to him and said, look, I'm, you know, I do my you know, bios and things for myself now, but I'm not a copywriter. So I just went out onto Twitter, said, colleague on Twitter needs copywriter for a job. And I just put that out there. Now, interestingly enough, I just realized you're in Israel. Yeah. I had this lady contact me from Israel. Oh. I forget her name. Let's go Irene. Irene from Israel says, I'm a copywriter. What's the job? Remember, uh, Twitter's changed now, but for up till recently it was 140 characters or less. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. So she did that. And I, I explained it to her on Twitter. Then I put her in touch with Torful in Romania. And about a week later, Torful comes back to me on Twitter and says, job's done. Thanks very much. Wow. And I thought, wow. So I went back on Twitter to Irene in Israel and said, Torful tells me job's done. Everything okay? Question mark. And the extremely long answer was, yep. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Now, this might seem insignificant to you or your listeners, but to me in Australia, isolated, if you wanted to send communications, you know, telexes and faxes were sort of just coming in, <laughs> well, had been in for a while. 
But to be able to connect with two people in Romania and Israel and basically broker a deal, not that I got paid for it, but this was an aha moment for me. Sure. I thought, aha, this is big. Hmm. This, I could see the potential of this from a networking, from an international trade perspective of dealing with countries around the world. This was huge. Sure. And how did you use that? For your in- so yes, yeah, so I was actually at that stage. I'd been in business myself. I'd worked for a few other companies. This was at 2009, as I said, it was January. By by May, I thought I'd been pursuing how could I use this new technology, social media, to move things. And by June, I decided I would resign and go into this full time, helping small business use social media to promote their business. So I left there and, and basically started up helping people with social media. Without any connection to export and input? Not necessarily, no, because virtually I could see every business, every small business in particular, could use social media uh, to promote their business. Sure. I was still running my courses, but I have to say those courses which were face-to-face, they were two-day courses, and I did them on Saturdays because when I was... Back in 1997, I started running training courses for the Australian Federation of International Forwarders. They're the people that move uh, goods in and out of the country on ships and planes in Australia. We, yeah. we, we're surrounded by sea. We don't have any land borders with anyone. <laughs> so um, about 2015-16, a lot of people weren't coming to these courses, not just my courses, but courses in general. People were going online. So my, my course numbers drop. And so uh, actually part of when you first approached me, I was thinking about doing this video course online. But the more I talked to others about it and a few conversations that you and I had over the last month or two, or a few months mm-hmm. really, yeah, I realized that I was letting people down that could be doing my course because I wasn't taking it globally and because I wasn't doing that course, a lot of people would make some big mistakes and lose a lot of money and probably go out of business. That's correct. That's correct. That's exactly the point. So I, I in a sense, it's not the wrong thing, but I got dazzled by the excitement of social media and what it can do for any business. But I also found yeah. it was actually a lot of the people that called me up when I suggested things. I would do things for them, but if I left them to their own devices, they didn't do it. So really, I was I was actually mm. drawn off my niche by the the bright shiny object, if you like, of social media. <laughs> so what I'm yeah. doing, I'm pivoting back. You know, what is my target audience? And it's a global audience this time. It's not just local in my you know area around Sydney and New South Wales in Australia. I can provide it everywhere. The advantage that I've done with all that I've done in building networks uh, on Twitter and LinkedIn in particular is that I've got yeah. a global network now, a uh, huge following on Twitter and substantial on LinkedIn. So I've got connections yeah. virtually every or most countries of the world. So I'm now going to use that social networking that I've achieved to then promote my course. Let's see what sure. happens. <laughs> I love Mark Metry's advice to be very specific in what you do. You should do what you are the best in doing and really hone in on that. The Huffington Post 
Many founders should adopt Mark Metry's limits don't exist mindset. It reminds me of Elon Musk. Mark Metry is the host of iTunes' top chart podcast, Humans 2.0. Mark's show features innovative and talented guests like Jam Summit, Neil Patel, and David Meltzer to educate others, change their lives, and upgrade to the human version 2.0 that is inside each of us. Prior to creating the Humans 2.0 podcast, Mark was the founder and creative director of PPMC, started in 2013, the number one Pixel Moon Minecraft server in the world. As creative director, Mark grew the company's website to reach over 10 million users and 10,000 registered premium members. Mark founded and operating Vio Dream, started in December 2016 a growing and innovative virtual and augmented reality marketing and advertising agency based in Boston. Mark is Quero's top writer 2018. I want to ask you, who are your customers today? Or who do you consider as your customers? And how did you figure out who should be your customers? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So... You know, I can say that last year in September was when I pivoted the business to doing this before. We were doing something different, still in the same field, but we were doing something different. And the reason why I pivoted to this is I had a, a CEO of a virtual reality company contact me. And, you know, he reached out to me because he read one of my articles and, you know, we had a, a nice conversation and he asked me, you know, how I built this following because, um, you know, my, my agency's website gets hundreds of thousands of, of visitors and, you know, we, we spend zero dollars on, on advertising. Mm-hmm. So he was asking me, you know, how, how did I do that? So, you know, I walked him down that and then after he, he hired me. So then that was the first glimpse that I had of, oh, wow. You know, I have this, I have this skill, I have this, you know, level of expertise that I've gained from experience uh, and trial and error. And, you know, the world in my industry really needs that. So my ViewDream's primary customers are virtual and augmented reality startups. We work a lot with startups since the industry, you know, isn't, isn't that well developed. Um, and, you know, we work with startups doing all sorts of things. We work with this one company that, you know, makes virtual reality games. Um, we work with another company, one, it's called Fitness XR, and they're basically trying to be like the YMCA of virtual reality. Oh. Yeah, another startup in South Korea called Guru Labs, and they're more on the developer side. So they fix two major issues with the actual hardware w- via a software fix, and it's um, motion sickness and eye strain. So those are our primary customers. And, you know, we really help out small teams um, or medium sized teams that, you know, are struggling and that need help um, in the industry. And before I forget, one quote that uh, that I want to say that reminds me of what you just said about augmented reality not coming soon and the whole Twitter thing is, you know, I think the future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. And I think Twitter and social media is really the first step towards bringing all of that data, that information into a mixed virtual reality world. That's why I like so much when you talked about 2020 and 2025. I mean, you're not pushing it too hard. You're just here 
to stay. And that's what I loved because I saw few companies that just, uh, you know, gave up because it didn't happen mm, as yeah. fast as they expected. You know, we are all about customer focus and how to approach your customers because, you know, the money is in our customers' pockets, so we probably should learn how to talk with them. And I want to ask you, what is your best advice to any entrepreneur or startup founder or a new small business owner regarding their customer's approach and customer focus? What can you tell them? regarding how to treat the customers? Mm. Yeah, this is a great question because I think that, you know, competition these days is very high. And if you're not producing a great product or a great service with great customer support, you're going to get beat and you're going to fail in the world of business. That's just how the world works. So what I really focus on and what my team really tries to focus on is you know, speaking to a customer or, you know, a potential client with, you know, the utmost respect and applying empathy to understand their situation. Because um, you got to realize that a lot of these people that are running these businesses, you know, whether you're an agency or whether you're a business, a lot of them have had some not so great experiences. That's right. So if you can come in and say, hey, Max or whatever, I understand, you know, what you went through. I understand that two months ago you hired an agency and they took $3,000 from you and you didn't see any results. I understand all of that. And I've personally gone through it too. If you have, you know, don't lie or anything. Sure. Um, and, <laughs> <Sure>. then, <laughs> and then break down and tell them what you could do and why that is the best possible result for you. And, you know, I can speak on agencies because um, that's that's really part of the industry that I'm in. Sure. And a lot of them, you know, especially marketing agencies and advertising agencies, they have like this this blanket package um, service in which like it, it's filled with like SEO, press releases, all these different things. And the matter of the fact is, is everyone that is doing research these days sees that on every single website. <laughs> so... Sure. What you need to do is you need to break that down and go in depth and say why that's different. And one other thing that I would say is you should be really specific in what you do. Love that. So my agency, right, my agency, we do a few things well. And we do those few things well, not because, you know, it's the only thing we know how to do, but it's because we're the best in doing those things. And we have extensive experience in doing those things. And, you know, it, this definitely depends on how big your business is, you know, how much time, how much money you have, but really honing in on that will basically guarantee your success with customers, just constant effort, empathy, respect, doing your own research and, uh, you know, working hard. Hmm. My next guest is Carla Johnson. And her best advice is probably the best way to describe the shift in our approach to customers today. Instead of banging the drums to try to get customers' attention, we should ask, how can I help my customers? Carla Johnson, a world-renowned storyteller, an entertaining speaker, and a prolific author of seven books, Carla Johnson 
is the Chief Experience Officer for Type A Communications. Her last book, Experiences, The Seventh Era of Marketing, sets the benchmark for a powerful new way for marketing to create value for businesses. Named one of the top 50 women in marketing, one of the top 25 women in digital marketing, and one of the top 10 influencers in marketing technology worldwide, Carla challenges conventional thinking. Carla, who are your customers today? What companies do you work with? I primarily work with business-to-business companies, companies like Motorola Solutions or Emerson or Dell. And uh, what I do is I help them understand what's that idea that's unique and different to them. How do we tell that story so that we can continually trigger that anticipation so people get excited to interact with their brand? Wow. And uh, where are you heading? What do you see in front of you? Where should it go? You know, um, I think that's the fun part is that I don't have a specific thing that I want this to look like, but just being open to opportunities. And I think most of all, the people who um, come into my path that this idea resonates with. And I think that's where it makes the idea of innovation and creativity so much bigger than just marketing. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes myself. It sounds so great because I just talked about it a few interviews ago that today people are very creative and they are designing new roles and new positions and new things that they can help with according to their own talented, according to their own characters, what they are really good at. And this sounds classic like that. It is. And I think there's many times when employees have passions that they can bring in from their everyday life. You know, maybe they like to cook or travel or ride bikes. And when they have that opportunity to blend those passions with the work that they do, that's when companies really start to see a lot of exponential outcome from what they're bringing to the table. You know, bigger revenues, more attention, more attraction, different kind of customers that they never could have imagined start knocking on their door. You talked about some of the big companies as more and more technology perhaps oriented. And who are exactly, who do you see? Who do you consider as your customers? How did you uh, figure out or decide that these are the customers that you are going to focus on? You know what I did for me that was really helpful is I looked at when I started my company in 2001 is that I looked what were the situations that I found myself perpetually in in my work that made me happy and made me felt like I was contributing the most uh, was the most helpful and made me feel like I was contributing in a way that was unique to me. So I looked at that and that helped me see some patterns going forward as I started my own company to understand who I would target as a customer. And now I still see that it's generally a vice president or above or a business owner if it's in a startup or a smaller company. I want someone who's looking for a way to be unique, differentiate themselves, and stand out quickly in a crowd in ways that are different from what traditional companies do. When you say someone, you talk about the person who is in charge of it in the, in, within the organization or also the organization itself? It could, be within, it could be the organization itself. So I find particularly as I talk about how does a company begin to focus on customer experience and, and trigger anticipation that resonates much more 
um, in addition to marketing, it resonates to the executives because what they see is that when you deliver an experience that differentiates you, that makes your sales process more efficient. It makes um, everything within your organization more efficient. So that means you're able to realize greater revenue, uh, greater margin, and it it makes people look at the business and how they conduct it from a different perspective and in a way that your competitors aren't able to copy. Wow. I would like you to tell us about your concept or beliefs on the way an entrepreneurial business or a startup should approach its customers. You know, I think particularly in the world that we're in today, where just like you and I are doing now, you can... You can talk to anybody around the world in an instant, and we're, we have so much access to so much information and so many people all the time that we realize how much people are demanding our attention. And I see this a fair amount with companies that are young in their journey or startups who want to go out and really bang the drums and do a lot to say, here I am, look at me, look at me to get attention of their potential customers, you know, like a little bit like a child throwing a tantrum. But what I, what I see really makes a difference is instead of, of, you know, banging the drum and saying, look at me is to say, what can I do to help my customers? Like where, where are there information gaps that I can fill? And then, being committed and dedicated to filling those information gaps. Because in the world that we live in, people go online to look for answers first. And the truth is, is that if you as a company aren't answering your customers' questions, somebody else is, and it's probably your competitor. And they may not even be doing a good job of it. So that's the, the best way that I see to be able to um, start along that line and, and get that attention for a young company. Dan Nolton. The way Dan Nolton attracts customers to his company is what I call working by the book. However, the biggest achievement was finding their most potential customers, mainly by trying different industries and being really focused on the customers' responses and needs. Dan Nolton has been ranked as a top 100 digital marketing influencer. and is an international speaker who went from knowing nothing about digital and social media marketing to growing an award-winning six-figure digital marketing agency with his brother Lloyd in under two and a half years. Dan's also a contributor for a variety of key marketing publications, including Social Media Examiner, Content Marketing Institute, and Jeff Bullis' blog. Can you describe in a few words who your customers are and how did you figure out that they are going to be your customer? Sure. So, I mean, starting out um, almost three years ago now, to be honest, I really didn't know specifically who our customers would be. I, I had an idea that it would be local businesses that needed help with their, their online marketing, but I really, I really didn't know. And what it's taken is um, over the past three years, Um, it's taken experience and it's taken us you know working with different companies different size companies in different industries with different mindsets to really understand who are the right customers for us now I mean now we work with a really a variety of organizations from 
um, kind of big multinational organizations to small startups to kind of personal brands. There's a big, big variety in the, the people we, we work with, which really kind of keeps our job exciting and fun because we, we get to experience a lot of different kind of customers. And, and yeah, it's just a big variety of And what can you find in common about the companies? What is the like for those companies that you are doing with? Sure. So that's a really interesting question. And what we've come to, to learn really is the best customers for us have a few kind of similarities. So first of all, um, they really understand the value in what we do. So, you know, starting out, When we, when we started out in business, we were really had the mindset where, right, we need to get income. We need to, anyone that wants to work with us, we want to work with. Um, because you know we're just starting out and we need to sure. we need to get out there but we've soon come to realize that you know we, we our best customers are the people that really value what we do they understand you know they don't need convincing and and us can chasing them saying come on do, do this great social media stuff work with us the people who you chase always tend to be the customers that are never satisfied and um, other people hardest work basically so so what sure. one thing is mindset so they understand the value in what we do um also understanding that you know this you know this whole social media digital marketing thing isn't just a magic pill that you do one thing and boom you know you get this amazing mm, results sure. from they truly understand that this is something that needs to really be kind of intertwined with their business with all different elements they need they need a team on board that's going to to really make this a success so Um, that's another thing. And also, finally, customers that have similar values to us, customers that really we can relate to. And, you know, our three kind of core values are, first of all, to have fun. Secondly, <laughs> exactly. Secondly, to, to grow and make money for us and for our clients. And finally, to kind right. of live our values through everything we do. So, you know, customers who are really in line with those values, we seem to, to have the best relationships with, perform the, get the best results for. And, and we, they're the kind of people we want to look for to work with. It's so great. I really love that. Mm. I think it's one of the beautiful definitions mm. of customers because you didn't talk about geography or the or yeah. sizes or, or how much money they make, but you did talk about really everything about mindsets. Mm. It's very interesting because we're talking about social media and connecting and engaging. And so it is everything about mindsets. Exactly. It's great. Dan. I always say that for a successful business, there is a moment when you stop chasing after your customers and start attracting them to you. How do you attract your customers to you? So really, I only ever like to give advice around things that we've done and had success with. So, so I, I'm really going to focus the answer to this question on how we've gone about it. And I think is for us, it's the best way to go about it. And we've really um, gone about growing our business and, and generating business and getting clients and customers um, through um, kind of inbound marketing. So, so we don't do any kind of outbound going out and reaching out to a, a, a potential customer saying, hey, come and work with us. You know, what we do and what we focus on is creating as much value adding content that's, you know, helping and attracting our customers to us, building relationships with those customers over time and them kind of coming to us and saying, hey, I've seen what you're doing. We, we're, we're interested in working with you. So, so my number one tip would be to truly understand who your customer is, first of all, and then do all of the great digital and social and content marketing things that will help attract those people to you rather than going out there and trying to find them now i'm not saying that that strategy doesn't work there's lots of great you know companies and organizations that go out there and 
and call people directly and that kind of thing. But for us, our customers have been so great to us because we haven't had to convince them to work with us. They've seen, you know, this is across the board. They always say, oh, we've seen what you're doing and we really want to speak to you. You know, they're the kind of, that's kind of my number one tip that's worked for us. John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson. John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson are partners in life and in Entrepreneurs on Fire, the leading postcards for entrepreneurs that John founded and hosts, and it's much, much more today. For me, John and Kate set the standards for entrepreneurial customers' approach. I've been waiting for this guest, and I'm so excited to have here with me today, John Lee Dumas. John is the host of E of Fire, an award-winning podcast where he interviews today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. JLD has grown E of Fire into a multi-million dollar a year business with over 1,500 interviews and 1.5 million monthly listens. He is the author of the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal, two of the most funded publishing campaigns of all time on Kickstarter. And all the magic happens at eoffire.com. Hey, John. I'm fired up to be here with you, Hey Ute. Let's do this. Let's do it. And let's dive on right to the first question I want to ask you. What are your concepts or beliefs on the way a startup or entrepreneurial business should approach its customers and give your best advice for their or our listeners' customer approach? Okay, I feel like for a customer approach, number one, you need to know who your perfect customer is, that ideal customer, that avatar And once you know who that person is, you can then start creating free, valuable, and consistent content for that person. Once you've created that free, valuable, and consistent content for that person, you want to make sure you're getting it in front of them. So you need to find them and make sure that you're putting that content in front of them. And, of course, they'll be attracted to that content because, again, you're creating it for them specifically. And then once you have the opportunity to get in front of them, meaning – asking them a question, sending them an email newsletter or a social media message, you have to ask the question, what are you struggling with? And so then you can start to understand your customers, your ideal customers, what their pain points, obstacles, challenges, and struggles are so that you, the person that, by the way, has been delivering free, valuable, and consistent content, um, you – can provide the solution in the form of a product, a service, or a community. So if you go about it in the right way, you're not just somebody pitching them something. No, you're somebody that's already provided them value, who they are growing to know, like, and trust, who asked them what they're struggling with, who listened to them as they shared their pain points, and then who now is saying, hey, you told me that you're struggling with this. Here's the solution. I would love to offer it to you. Here it is. That's the best way to approach customers. Wow. Kate Erickson is a creator, engager, and implementer over at EO Fire, a seven-day-a-week podcast that interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. She is also the host of Kate's Take, the EO Fire audio blog and author of The Fire Path, a beginner's guide to 
to growing your online business. Kate is passionate about helping entrepreneurs create freedom in their business and life through developing systems and processes that can help their business scale and grow. Can you please tell us who your customers are today? And the story about how uh, you figured out who are your most potential customers or consumers? Mm, okay, so for the business EO Fire, our perfect customer, who we often refer to as our avatar, is a mid-aged male who drives to and from a corporate job every single day and who sits in a cubicle, who's not happy with the way that his life is, who comes home at night, gets to spend very little time with his kids and his wife, and then sits on the couch wondering, why is my life this way? Why do I spend most of my time going to a job and doing things that I don't like? And why am I spending so little time doing the things that I love the most, like spending time with my kids and my wife? There has to be another way. So the reason that we found that to be our avatar is because what we were able to provide that person is this inspiration and motivation from entrepreneurs who have created successful businesses, who have created freedom in their life so that the majority of their day is spent on things that they love and the very small portion of their day is maybe sometimes because we all have to do things that we don't like sometimes. Um, so, but we're trying to flip that script so that our perfect customer comes to us for that inspiration, for that motivation to learn how they can get out of that corporate job so that they can create freedom in their life to be spending more time with their family or whatever that freedom is for them. Now, how we figured that out in the very, very beginning, yeah, John, my partner here at EO Fire, he was actually his own avatar. That was him. <laughs> yeah. So interesting to hear the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's how we first originally kind of came to that. And of course, there's been many iterations with that. We've learned a lot more about our avatar since we launched the business and it's continuing to evolve. And of course, Hayut, as you know, that's not the only person that we speak to, um, but I have, have a <laughs> no. feeling we're probably going to be getting into that a little bit more here. So, um, yeah. Yes, we are. I hope you enjoyed listening to these smart and educational answers. These entrepreneurs weren't born with those answers. They found them during their long journey, and they share it with us to enable you to succeed faster and maybe even bigger. So take a moment and think about what these entrepreneurs shared about their customers. Find one thing that can help you get better. And if you would like to have our free help to think how you can benefit from it, please leave a comment on this episode or in our site richomis.com. Or you can email me directly to chayut, H-A-Y-U-T, at richomiss.com. I'll be more than happy to get your message and think together with you how you can benefit from the method of being customer-focused.
Next week, we will go back to talk with a new fantastic guest. So, until then, stay tuned. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.